is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. We're here to help you win the ultimate bragging rights, a fantasy title. Let's go. Now, here's Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to your Week 16 Waiver Wire Show. For many of you, you are into the Fantasy Championship. Congratulations, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, how we doing, everybody? H- how about that game last night to cap off a wonderful Week 15? How about that week last Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? I want to stab my eyeballs. Last last night fit in perfectly with the rest of the week. Um, Cam Newton needs to probably be shut down for the season. Uh, he's like I, I would like to give him a little credit. I got a lot of tw- tweets about how terrible he was last night. The dude's clearly trying to play through something right now mm-hmm. and just can't throw a ball 10 yards with any accuracy at all. No. Panthers are eliminated, right? Like zero yeah. chance they I, can they, make They it. talked about last night shutting him down. They have. Yeah, to. I mean, it, it's just a matter of will he want it to happen. So, Yeah, I guess he's in the same boat as Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately. That's going to be a big storyline going into Week 16. Uh, we'll talk about that game. This was the first week of the season in which we did not have one single quarterback score 30 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. Matt Ryan was your leader with 28 fantasy points. So this was the worst week for quarterbacks. Uh, last week was maybe the second worst. You know, Obviously, it wasn't a bye week. There were no byes. But last week, we only had two quarterbacks that scored 30 or more fantasy points, Brady and Prescott. That had been a season low, and it was all topped by week 15. So let's hope we get some more offense in week I 16. saw this from uh, ESPN. There were 66 total touchdowns in week 15. Yeah. Nine fewer than any other week this season, including when the team's run a bye. I, I mean, I wonder, I guess we'd have to go around mentally in our heads and think about it, but I wonder if weather has something to do with that or if it's just fluke. I mean, look, you can't, can't make that case for the Cowboys and the Colts. They were indoors. Can't make that case last night. It's just a bad but week. Really? There were what? Just two bad weather games? Yeah, I don't think it was a problem for Jared Goff. Yeah, it's a little cold out there, but yeah, it wasn't really, yeah, no, I can't, use, no excuses. No excuses, people. Get it together. Hey, uh, let's talk about the waiver wire. You know it's a good waiver wire week when Jamie's number one running back, number one wide receiver, number one tight end, and number two quarterback priorities are all Jets. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you know, I, it's it's funny, but I would agree, agree with it. They're oh, all, yeah. It's a great matchup against a Packers team that is probably packing it in. What did Pete say? Cosmo? Uh, no, they're going to Bermuda, uh, the middle of the country. Cosmo. Bermuda. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what, what is it? Pete Prisco Drink has uh, his designations of where teams, when they're out of it, where uh, they go. So anybody on the West Coast goes to Cabo. Middle of the country goes to Cozumel. Uh, northeast goes to either Canada or... I thought it was Aruba. Aruba goes to Canada. I thought it was Buffalo. goes to Canada it's warmer there. <laughs> it's warmer in Canada than it is in <laughs> Buffalo. And then the South goes to uh, Bermuda. All right. The Northeast should go to Bermuda. It's much closer than Aruba. Uh, Bermuda's a beautiful place, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, who are our top three waiver wire priorities or top however many waiver wire, pri- waiver wire priorities for Fantasy Week 16? I, I mean, I, I think you look at the running backs probably with the Aaron Jones injury, the Buffalo situation, you know, depending on what you need, but Elijah McGuire, Jamal Williams, and potentially Kalen Balazs. But uh, you have to look at Robbie Anderson. Again, great call, Heath, last week. Uh, he's played well two weeks in a row. And... um you know, if you need a receiver to replace Keenan Allen, if for whatever reason he does not come back, that would be priority number one. I wouldn't say that Robbie is the one who's been playing well. He's been getting good numbers, but it's been Darnold who's been playing well. And that's that's the reason why Like I, I think that we laughed a little bit about when the Jets are all at the top of the waiver wire leaderboard. But their offense is coming together just in time for the end of the season. Yeah, And Darnold's playing pretty well. And both of the touchdowns to Robbie Anderson over the last couple of weeks were a little fluky. It's not like they were deep balls that he caught in stride for a touchdown. So why are they fluky? I don't understand that. You didn't see the the, the first one. He, Darnold no, last running around the whole pocket. Last week's was a little fluky, too. I don't think he was the first read on the play. So but it's but just, a lot of players are not the first read on play. Uh, sure. But I think in that case, it was just like the play was breaking down. Darnold made the play. Anderson caught the touchdown. I don't think but it was I, again, Robbie that, that made fluky? it happen. Uh, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. It, they're playing the Packers this week, and it's a good matchup. Yeah, it's funny. Um, 
it's a it's a good matchup because the team has nothing to play for. If you look at what they've done, you know, what they've allowed to teams, they're not that bad. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. Like they allow the Green Bay allows the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. However, when you look at the wide receivers that have done well against them, it's mostly like stars. Thielen, uh, Thielen and Diggs twice. Uh, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, Baldwin, Julio Jones. There was, you know, Paul Richardson, Marquise Goodwin, Josh Reynolds. But, Stars. Yeah, but no, there have been some exceptions. But Kenny Galladay also, mostly, like, great players. Running backs, they've been, like, not terrible. But I think it's the situation, too. It's going on the road with nothing to play for. Maybe no Aaron Rodgers. Well, and th- this defense had a lot of weeks earlier, I don't know if I want to say a lot, but multiple weeks earlier in the year that I can remember talking about how they're not actually good, but they're at home in primetime against a bad offense. We're going to use them as a streamer. And they had some very good performances earlier in the year against bad, bad offenses. I don't think they're good. No, I don't either. No. And there's, okay, so maybe the numbers don't indicate it, but no, they're not that good. Okay, so we got Robbie Anderson, we got Elijah McGuire. Uh, who did I miss? You said Kalen Balaz, Jamie. Jamal Williams. Oh yeah, Jamal Williams. Well, who yeah, would you, Jamal who, Williams is actually my favorite running back if Rodgers plays. If Rodgers sits out, then I'm probably just going to avoid that entire offense. But even Adams. Well, you'll start Adams, but I won't be excited about it. Yeah, I mean he had a great season last year with the backup quarterback. Yeah, wouldn't be. Yeah, please play Aaron Rodgers. And uh, okay, so so who would you guys rather have, Elijah McGuire or Jamal Williams in that game? McGuire. Jamal Williams for me. Ben Heath, it depends I, on Ron Rogers' situation. I, yeah, it depends on Rogers. Right now, I have I expect Rogers to play, and so I've got Jamal Williams ahead of him. And uh, Jamie, you said McGuire. So if Rogers does not play, would you then flop that? Would you put Williams ahead of McGuire? Uh, wait a second. I asked that wrong, didn't I? So no, I'm taking McGuire regardless. Okay, yeah, so my bad. So, to the people who said Jamal Williams, because these could be the top two guys for waivers, McGuire and Williams. Um, since there is the risk that Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, does it make more sense to put in a claim for McGuire first? Know what I mean? Like, assuming you're going to sure. get one and your opponent's going to get the other. You can do that. W- would you do that? No, I think I'd I'd go with Williams either way. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, who's he splitting with? Uh, they're they're both Bibbs. probably in the same boat. They're both going to get, I would say, seventy percent of the time. Capri Bibbs, right? Capri, yep. Well, I mean, they just added Capri Bibbs, so maybe he'll play a little. I, bit. I don't know of any other names of running backs on their roster. I could right. see the Packers doing something stupid and just giving Capri Bibbs more touches. It just <laughs> that they're you know Joe Philbin. Oh, we got to see what we have. How about <laughs> uh, how about a DST? We gotta see what we have in this. There are three great ones available. Who do we got? The Dolphins against the Jaguars, the Colts against the Giants, and the Browns against the Bengals. Not in that order. I'd go Dolphins, Browns, Colts. I would go Browns, Dolphins, Colts. I would go Browns, Dolphins, and then I'd put the Falcons in there too. And then obviously you're not gonna put in a claim for this now, but if Rogers sits, the Jets would be an interesting option. Okay. They could get a couple of interceptions of Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, they they sure could. And uh, the Falcons, they are at Carolina. Yeah, it's a good call. I mean, Carolina, my goodness. They can't. Uh, yeah, they suck. So let's look at the news and notes. Important stuff here. Nick Foles is going to start next week, even though Carson Wentz is not on IR. And Foles is someone. I said next week, but I meant this week. Foles is someone you could look at. He has Houston. I continue to uh, contend that Houston's pass defense is just not very good. They just haven't faced good quarterbacks this year. Aaron Rodgers hurt his groin, so you know we talked about that. Aaron Jones' knee injury. Randall Cobb suffered a concussion. Melvin Gordon wants to play, and it sounds like he's going to play, and we expect Melvin Gordon to play? Yep. Yes. Woohoo! Um, Austin Eckler, though, still in the concussion protocol. What about Keenan Allen, guys? Uh, it sounds like he's going to play, too. All right, all right. That's a fun one. That's uh, Chargers and Ravens on Saturday. Hunter Henry practiced, and we don't think he's going to play. Certainly not this week. But that could I be big. A big, big matchup with Ed Reed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a reason to pick up Hunter Henry if you play in a week seventeen? Yes. No, 
I, I, I don't think he's got a chance to play. All right. I well, think it's for the playoffs. That's what the, the hope is. Okay. That would be crazy. That uh, would just be amazing. Yeah, that would be cool. Todd Gurley is day-to-day with knee inflammation. With the, I think you got to rest him. You shut up, Heath. You can beat Arizona <laughs> without him. Um, you guys playing each other? Uh, He's playing me. I, I'm playing Dave, who has Todd Gurley. I think right. I'm facing Todd Gurley in three different leagues this week. And I think you just got to give him a week off. You don't need him to beat Arizona. You're going to need him in the playoffs. Just rest Todd Gurley. <laughs> yeah, so Gurley, I, it looks like he's going to play. But uh, they, the Saints, if the Saints win one more game, the Saints lock up the one seed. So certainly if you play into week 17, you might want to be backing up Todd Gurley. What's, well, the, time, not, what's the times? The Saints are 4 o'clock. The, the Rams are when? Got to be four o'clock, the, right? The prob- yeah, they're in Arizona. The problem for be. the Rams isn't the Saints. They're only a game ahead of the Bears, and they don't have the tiebreaker against oh, them. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good call. Thank you. They can uh, lose the bye. Ido Smith is out with a knee injury, out for the year. What's the deal with Matt Breida? What's the deal with? He, he's the- Matt Breida. He re-injured his ankle. He left the game, and they think he's fine. <laughs> uh, Marcus Murphy's out for the year with a dislocated elbow. Who's going to be playing running back for the Bills this week at New England? Josh Allen. <laughs> it could be Keith Ford. That's who I have projected right now. And he's the only one. The Keith Ford. They'll add somebody else, but it's... Who knows? You're not going to start him anyway. I mean, it could be LaShawn McCoy, right? It could be McCoy. It could be Ivory. It could be all three of them. Would you want to start those guys? No. I haven't wanted to start them all season. I mean, look, the Patriots' run defense is awful. It and, is terrible. And LaShawn McCoy, I think he had a really good game against... Oh, no, he had a terrible game. Well, he had 82 receiving yards. But he had 12 catches for 13 yards. That might be uh, one of his carries. best games of the year. 12 carries for 13 yards, 6 catches, 82 yards. Total yards-wise, Dave, it probably was. Listen, very if close. you were in a desperation situation last week and you started Jalen Samuels or Justin Jackson or and Justin Jackson and you don't have one of those other guys coming back to replace them, like James Conner or Melvin Gordon, then and I think Keith Ford's probably third on the priority list. Right. Some of those replacement running backs that you were using are not going to be useful anymore. Um, but Jeff Wilson might be. We could talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Leonard Fournette is a foot issue. So do you guys think you can rely on Fournette this week at Miami? Nope. No. I'd rather start Elijah McGuire and Jamal Williams. All right, do you expect the following players? Lamar Miller at Philadelphia. Yes. Yep. James Conner at New Orleans. Looks like it. Sounds like it. Spencer Ware, Sunday night at Seattle. Not as of now. Carryon Johnson against Minnesota. Why would they why would they play him? Frank Gore against my uh Frank Gore against Jacksonville. He's Frank Gore is out for the season. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins at Philadelphia. Yes. Odell Beckham at the Colts. We'll see. Not as of now. Tyler Boyd at Cleveland. No. Not expecting him to play. All right. So we gave you some names. We'll do a little bit of a sneak peek at the waiver wire. I've got some Week 17 help for you. If you're Anybody playing into Week 17? No. No. I'm not participating in Week 17 in any way, shape, fashion, or form. All right. This would not be a bad time for a programming announcement. So, Heath, tell us, tell us your upcoming schedule. I will be here until Christmas Eve. I am jumping on a sleigh um, <laughs> early, early Christmas morning, and uh, I will not be back here until January 9th. Oh, okay. Well, that's a nice little break for you. Uh, excuse me. I say you've earned it. Go, thank you. And go ahead with your programming schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think that's a break. Uh, well, we have uh, our normal schedule for each of the next two weeks. The only thing I'm not sure we'll have is a mailbag for week 17. I also don't know if we're going to do a Sunday night show after week 17, but we certainly will for week oh, we're 16. Not. Okay, we're not. <laughs> we're not for week 17. Um, so, yeah, so normal business as usual for the next two weeks. Starting in January, we are twice a week during the off season. I am out for all of January. And um, that's a nice little break. For it you. is, yeah. Well, I think you've earned it. Have another kid, and you could take paternity leave. That uh, doesn't seem like a fair trade. That's my advice to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, that's that's what we've got coming up for you in the next two weeks. We never go away. So, off-season podcast twice a week. 
Uh, it's good stuff. It's a good time to get your emails read if you have keeper questions, stuff like that. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. Another thing I'm really interested in telling you about is Robinhood, an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission free. That's amazing. Other brokerages charge up to 10 bucks for every trade, but Robinhood does not charge commission fees. You can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. And by the way, you want to trade stocks? Well, how about we give you a free one? We're giving our listeners a free stock. Well, really, Robinhood's doing it. A free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. You want that free stock? Sign up at fftpodcast.robinhood.com. fftpodcast.robinhood.com. I can tell you, this app is great. Very easy to use. Makes it really easy to follow the stocks that you are interested in. Easy to understand charts and market data. It's, it's a place to trade in just four taps on your smartphone uh, really great platform, and the point of Robinhood is is for people who want to kind of learn by doing, learn how to invest as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, and track your favorite companies with a personalized news feed. If you're kind of intimidated by the process, this is a really easy way to get into it, and again, no commission fees. To get that free stock, go to fftpodcast.robinhood.com, fftpodcast.robinhood.com. All right, let's go a little bit deeper, and then we'll go even deeper. Later in the show, sneak peek at the waiver wire. We haven't talked much about quarterbacks, but are you going to the waiver wire for quarterbacks this week? If you've been going to the waiver wire for quarterbacks, then you probably need to do it again. And if Josh Allen is still out there, that's the number one target. Okay. I'm just mostly feeling like um, I hope Baker Mayfield's there if I really need a quarterback. I like him a lot. I think he's available in about 20% of leagues. Uh, there's not another quarterback that's owned less than that in my top 15. Uh, you may find Dak. I, yeah, he's he's like 90% owned, right? Uh, I think he's in the 80s, but like he's I know in, he's in a yeah. couple of my leagues. Yeah, I, I would, yeah, I'd like to have Dak too. How about Lamar Jackson? He's 15th. Okay, he's yeah, 67%. Yeah, I mean, this is by far his toughest matchup. Yes. By the way... Um, the stat that I, that I, this is a little random, but that I wanted to track last week that didn't really make any sense to me, but I wanted to see if it held up that the Lions allowed the fewest rushing yards to running back, to quarterbacks. And they held Josh Allen to 16 rushing yards. That was pretty interesting. It doesn't matter anymore, but it was interesting. Uh, all right. So Allen and, um, hopefully Baker Mayfield. We'll talk about Darnold, Foles, Derek Carr later. I'll ask about Mariota. I'll ask about Nick Mullins. You guys can shut it down. Running backs. I think we talked about this. It's McGuire. It's Jamal Williams. It's Kalen Balaj. Give me one or two more names real quick. Keith Ford. Zach Zenner. Okay. I, I, I think in PPR, it was pretty interesting what Seattle did last week with their running backs. Mike Davis yep. led the team in targets. Chris Carson was second on the team in targets last week. They had 14 week. catches. Yeah. And uh, the Chiefs are terrible against pass-catching running backs. That they would are, be a very good strategy this week against Kansas City. They're tied for fifth. I, I mean, I think a little bit depends on Rashad Penny, too, yeah. because just not having him on the field. But, yeah, uh, I don't know where you guys came out on Carson. I was telling you yesterday, you know, he was, like, top five for me when I first did my rankings. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a good spot for him if Rashad Penny's out. Um, but, yeah, Mike Davis uh, certainly should be uh, on your list. And, and I think also you have to just speculate. John Kelly. If, in fact, yeah, Todd Gurley's yeah. out, he may not be anything more than a flex option. But still, uh, the other kid, Davis, is out, too, dealing with shoulder problem. So he may get all that work if, if they do decide that Gurley can't go. And then the same thing with Alfred Blue. It's not like he's going to be great, but he did have a game earlier this season with against Dallas, what, eight catches? So they'll yeah. throw the ball to him, too. That was random, though. It was very random, but still, they'll use him. Yeah, and, I mean, the last three games of 2017, Alfred Blue... Had uh, 12 carries for 55 yards at Jacksonville, 16 carries for 108 yards against Pittsburgh, and then 22 touches at Indianapolis, and he had about 75 yards and a touchdown total yards. So, you know, they, they will use him. And Philadelphia has been just awful against the run lately, although they've been, I mean, they've, they've played some real studs. But uh, we get into that probably when we preview that game later in the week. Um, just want to say one thing about the Mike Davis thing. That, that was strange. Eight catches for 63 yards. It was it, probably more than we expected. The Chiefs have gotten a lot better against pass-catching running backs. They started out giving up. I remember at one point doing a stat where they were giving up like 90 receiving yards per game 
two running backs, which was ridiculous. Now it's more respectable, but they're still, you know, high. But they haven't allowed more than 40 receiving yards to a running back in five straight games. I still, I can't imagine they're good at this. But they have gotten better. Uh, wide receivers, sneak peek. Robbie Anderson and... Robert Foster. Oh, yeah. Yep. You want to hear my favorite stat? Again, it's a fun one. It probably doesn't matter. But the Patriots have allowed eight completions of 40 or more yards in their last nine games. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't that cool? That's right up Robert Foster's alley. I would probably put Jordy second. I had Jordy second, too. Um, I like Deshaun in PPR. I don't have much interest in non-PPR. And I think the guy that we have to talk about, somebody asked us to on Twitter, and he's should have a ton of opportunity is John Ross. He's just been absolutely awful. Yeah, so don't start him. <laughs> but you look at it, they don't have Tyler Boyd. Here are the targets the last three weeks for non-Tyler Boyd Bengals. Uzama 15, Geo 12, Cody Core 12, Joe Mixon 12, John Ross 12. And there's 30% of the targets that just disappeared. Yeah, I, if they don't have Tyler Boyd, that strikes me as a game where Jeff Driscoll is going to once again throw for about 130 yards like he did last week. He's yeah, I mean, they, they made one the uh, option. <laughs> uh, but you're right. I mean, there, there would be an opportunity there. Okay, tight ends. Any tight ends we want this week? Ian Herndon. Ian Herndon. Ian Thomas, Chris Herndon, Gerald Everett. Pick up one of those guys, hope they score a touchdown. I think we should give Ian Thomas a little bit of a pass. It honestly was a tough matchup. The Saints Brutal matchup, continue but, to be very good. But you th- I thought that he was going to be a big part of the plan after the first drive. He had two catches. Right. And I'm thinking, here we go. This is perfect. Ian they just Thomas defend, is going to I mean, be they involved. They gave two, two red zone touchdowns. That, that's what it was mm-hmm. against Cameron Bray. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a matter of— I the, was thinking it was more about like what the Panthers would try and do on offense rather than— I'm sure they did, was. And, and they take tight ends away. It's just something that they've done all season long. Mm-hmm. How many targets do they have? Four? Four. Three? Four. Yeah. I don't, I don't see a free agent tight end that has like an amazing matchup. Except maybe Matt Lacoste, uh, but that's a good way to Lacoste yourself a championship. However, I don't think it's clear that Green Bay is actually very good against tight ends. And Chris right. Herndon, I mean, they allow the fourth fewest points to tight ends, but they haven't faced good ones. And it's also you look at the numbers since they traded Clinton Dix too. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and they gave up they gave up thirty six yards and a touchdown to Burton last week. So so Herndon. 63% owned. And, and and later on the show, we're going to go through guys like Najoku, Hooper, Jimmy Graham, Vance McDonald, Trey Burton, Evan Ingram. Honestly, Evan Ingram seems like a no-brainer if uh, he's yeah, 76% he's like, owned. he's a stud at this point. If Beckham's out, yeah. Uh, but he's not on the list because he's, he's a little bit too owned. DSTs, uh, we'll just repeat the names. The Dolphins, the Browns, and the Colts in some order. The Falcons as well. There should be enough DSTs to go around in your league. Uh, Dave, we'll get IDP later. I got him now if you want him. All right. Hit me. How do you like that? All right. Danico Autry has been pulling great for Indianapolis. He is money on defensive line. Unfortunately, he's already owned in 17% of leagues, so smart IDP players probably already have him if you can't get him. De'Ron Payne for Washington. He's been pretty good four of his last five. I think you'd be happy with his numbers. Anthony Barr is out there in 95% of CBS leagues playing against uh, Plays for Minnesota. He's playing against Detroit. Should be a good game for him. Elijah Lee, San Francisco. Uh, he's been the guy replacing Reuben Foster. He's uh, he's probably going to be good for about eight points in leagues where tackles count. Austin Calitro in Seattle, same thing. And then Michael Thomas replaced Landon Collins at safety. And over the last two weeks, he's been great. And he's out there in 99% of leagues. He's a great defensive back to add and use in your championship game. And so might Minka Fitzpatrick, who... Had the big touchdown last week, but had been showing signs of life before then uh, in IDP world. All right. I, I will also add um, Eric Berry. Only played basically a half of football last week. Right. Ha- had four tackles. I would expect he's going to play more this week against Seattle. And he was like when he was Eric Berry, he was a premier defensive tackle. He, he 
for safety, he really contributes more, I think, right now in the run game. And you know Seattle's going to try to run it 40 times. I'm a little worried about how much he'll play. Like, I think they just take a step forward with his snaps rather he, than give him He played him the whole 30 thing. snaps last week. Right. So, so he might get to, like, 40, 45. And uh, he's owned in 12% of CBS Sports Leagues. Jamie, who are the kickers that you're looking at? Uh, I love the kickers. Kickers are awesome. Uh, Jake Elliott's still available. Uh, I think you saw the offense those signs of life last week. Dan Bailey, uh, indoor game against Detroit. He bounced back last week, had 11 fantasy points as the offense got a little bit better. Uh, Matt Bryant still kicking well. Last week was good, 10 points for him at Carolina. And then Cody Parkey um, at San Francisco. Speak, speaking of kickers, a quick shout-out to Nick Costas for uh, tweeting out on Sunday how much he hates kickers. And saying, there is a fantasy analyst that's been saying that we should get rid of kickers and have a flex, but I don't remember who it is. Whoever that was is really smart. <laughs> well, how about the email we got last night that was like, Dave, thanks so much for your Robbie Anderson call. You won me a league. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, um, all right, week 17. If you play into week 17, here we go. Josh Allen against the Dolphins. Nick Mullins at the Rams. Derek Carr at Kansas City. These could all be options for you. Elijah McGuire against the Patriots, even if you don't want to use him this week. Uh, he could be great against the Patriots. John Kelly against San Francisco, I think, uh, has a real opportunity because Gurley could definitely be sitting Week 17. Doug Martin, maybe he gets dropped. Uh, he's at Kansas City in Week 17. Jordy Nelson and Dante Pettis are at Kansas City and at the Rams. And then, I, I'm sorry, I really didn't put too much time into this. I do apologize. Um, but DSTs, you got Pittsburgh against Cincinnati. I'm just going to include all the names because like somebody might drop the Baltimore DST this week. Why roster two DSTs and they're facing the Chargers? Who knows? They've got Cleveland in week 17. Dallas is at the Giants. Miami is at Buffalo. New England gets the Jets. And like I say every week, there are enough DSTs. You really don't need to be stashing one right now. Let me just see who the Jaguars are playing. They're playing Tennessee. Uh, no, they're playing Houston. They're playing Houston. Uh, in week 17. And, uh, yeah, that's that's it. So, I'm sorry. I know that wasn't the most helpful segment. Um, okay, we're moving on. Tweet of the day as we talk about yesterday's games. From Will Bryan, at Panther Stat Guy. And this was retweeted by our Will Brinson. Thank you, Will. Uh, Christian McCaffrey became the first player with 50 rushing yards, 50 receiving yards, and 50 passing yards in a game since Walter Payton accomplished it in 1985. Pretty cool. And I faced Heath, and my starting running back threw more touchdown passes than his starting quarterback, and I still lost. His starting quarterback, of course, was Drew Brees. What do we think about the Saints right now? They win 12-9. to They get to come back home and face the Steelers. Will everything be cured for Michael Thomas and Drew Brees and Mark Ingram and the struggling Saints offense? That's. I walked in this morning, and Dave was sitting there, and that was the first question that I asked Dave is, are we just going to act like Drew Brees is going home and so he's going to be a top-five quarterback again? What did Dave say? I, I'm not ranking him quite that high, but I think he's going to be fine at home. You're starting him. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I think they have no number two receiver. It, it's it's bad. That's well, got to be something. Drake one at home. Drake one at home. He, I mean, I guess is he? He's how old is how owned is Drake one Smith? Like, there's no way you can start him, right? Not unless you, you got to be desperate, him. right? Drake but Smith in terms of breeze, still seventy-one percent. Right. It, it's. I'll go back to the Rams game. When you know that they're going to have to put up points, they put up points at home. They yeah. have to put up points. The Steelers are not going to stop scoring. How close is Ted Ginn to coming back? That's a good point. Maybe Let he help. comes back and yeah. helps them. Um, Mark Ingram continues to get about thirteen, fourteen touches a game, and he's okay. But you'd like him to score, and he didn't. No. This is what you get from Ingram when he doesn't score. And then you just add six when he does score. They, I don't think they've that really works? learned their lesson. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, good. I mean, I'm good at math. What can I say? Uh, they, they haven't, they didn't lean on their run game. I thought they would run a lot more in the second half yesterday. And they ended up riding Camara when they got near the goal, the goal line. It felt like Alvin Camara had like three times as many touches than, as Mark Ingram in that game. And then you look at it, and he had 14 carries, and Ingram had 12. He mm -hmm. did have three times as many catches. Um, they got too cute, but they Cam Newton didn't have a shoulder, so they won anyway. Yeah, and their defense uh, once again played very well. So 
for um, for Christian McCaffrey. What do we make? What do we think about making him the number two pick in PPR next year? How we feel about that? I wouldn't take him ahead of Gurley, Zeke, or Saquon. Barkley. Yeah, he is currently. I, I think he's fourth. Number. He is currently the number two running back in fantasy in PPR. Number three in non PPR. But yeah, he's I mean, a beast. He's definitely he's a beast. PPR top five pick, and I wonder in standard in non PPR. But uh, what else we got here? Uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, knowing what we know about Cam Newton, uh, yeah. What do we think? Like, are, are they droppable? I don't want to drop them, but it's one game, and your opponent's probably not picking them up and right. using them against you. So why not? So if you're not using them, if you really have no better option, then of course you'll hang on to them. But they are not receivers you'll start with much confidence. Another strong performance for Jason Witten, big fan. Philadelphia thirty. Los Angeles Rams. Why? I love Why? him. I think he's great. He's so bad. I love him. <laughs> Does he know that if you, you know, tack on six points if you score a touchdown? Probably. Are we talking? Who are we talking about? Witt. Jason Witten. I really enjoyed his commentary on how good Cam Newton is after the catch last night. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> really good after the catch. <laughs> okay, I didn't hear that one. Uh, all right, Philadelphia thirty and the Rams twenty-three. Yeah, I mean, Nick Foles only scored eight fantasy points, but he didn't play so poorly. And, boy, does he like Alshon Jeffrey, guys. Eight catches, 160 yards. What does that mean for Alshon in this matchup against the Texans? Must start. Top 24 wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I I was shocked and completely wrong on him this week. So, sorry if you sat Alshon and lost because of it. But if you did, you're probably not listening to me right now. What about, uh, (laughs) I don't think you were the only one who was wrong on that. What about uh, Zach Ertz, guys? 43 or fewer yards in five of his last nine games, which is not like he's been bad every game, but we expect better from Zach Ertz. It's gone downhill. He missed a touchdown in the game. If that touchdown happens, nobody's complaining. Uh, uh, yeah, but all right. But it's been a downward uh, you're, trend. I mean, you're, 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 your question is relevant, but you know, it's, it's not like he completely avoided him. He had an end zone target. It was a bad throw. It was one of seven bad throws from Foles. <laughs> Who are you sitting him for? Yeah, like it's 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 great that we can look at his numbers and say, "Oh, this guy's been crappy for the last couple." Of I weeks. mean, I would rather start Eric Ebron still. Do you think that Jalen Samuel still has a role that you could consider starting him? Not if Connor's back. Desperation. Yeah, like he's going to get you fifteen yards. The thing is, Pittsburgh wanted to talked about wanting to do it, use a committee when Connor went out and just couldn't do it. They they don't have the ability. They they don't they can't. But they do now. Right, no, they could have. With Connor and Samuels, I mean, they, they could they, do it now. But that's his point. They could have done it with Ridley and Samuels. Oh, but I'm, but a Connor Samuels uh, committee is much better than a Ridley Samuels committee. I don't think that they have the ability to use a committee. What about the Connor Connor committee? Like it's not in their blood. You're saying? Yeah. Yes. They they uh, want to. They talk about doing it. And they're <laughs> going to say that we're going to keep Samuels involved. Yeah. And yeah. then he's going to play like three snaps. Yeah, you're right. Do you think that Josh Reynolds, as you do your rankings, that Josh Reynolds' role is affecting Brandon Cooks? Because Cooks is is ice cold right now. No. I just since, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the numbers so I say it exactly right. Um, since Cooper Cup has gone out, it's been about a, an even split of targets between Cooks. And Josh Reynolds. Right, yeah. Um, Goff is also not playing as well. Over the last three weeks, Josh Reynolds has more targets than Brandon Cooks. Yeah, that's certainly helped by 12 on Sunday night compared to 7 for Cooks. The two weeks before that, it was 12 for Reynolds, 13 for Cooks. So it was basically a push. Is it a case of Goff just taking what the defense gives him? And most of these defenses that they're going up against are defending against the big pass, so he'll throw it short to Gurley and to Reynolds. They did sort of say that on the broadcast that they're like going to let them just kind of take underneath stuff, but they're they're trying to take away big plays, which is pretty interesting. Uh, how much confidence do you have in general in the passing game for the slumping Los Angeles Rams right now? They are at Arizona this week. Still starting all the main guys. With, with, yeah, with a lot of right. confidence or just like feeling of obligation? I, I think it's a, a mix. 
like I'm not. I mean, you can obviously make an argument for Robbie Anderson or Jordy Nelson or Robert Foster with the way that they played, but man, you would be so upset if you lost your fantasy championship because those guys put up a dud right. and, and the stars came through. I don't think they're hopeless. Like there are some players like Cam at this point. Let's just say the the Panthers are going to start Cam this week. You feel hopeless using him. So you're not going to. You're going to find a different quarterback. Right. Sam Darnold will be better than Cam Newton. I'm not ready to say, oh, I feel hopeless starting Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods or Jared Goff. The one I feel conflicted about is Jared Goff. Um, Because it could very easily be a game where they're up by three scores with one passing touchdown in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you almost have to assume that they're just focused on getting out of there with a win. They don't care how they do it. They don't care. I don't know. I think they got to get him right. Hmm? They got to get him right. They got to get him feeling back confident. Again. I, I do currently have Baker ranked ahead of golf. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree with that ranking, but I could see a result similar to that with both of those quarterbacks being sub twenty fantasy point guys. All right, dudes. I'm um, gonna. Can I, can I break something up just because oh, it was yeah. tweeted to us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a little off the path, but uh, so there's a a site that tracks our picks and just straight up. And we're going to get to that right after I tell you about Lightstream. How about that little tease right there? Lightstream is a great website, and we want to thank them for sponsoring us. And uh, they are a great way to save money right now during the holidays because you can consolidate your high-interest credit card balances to a lower rate and save with Lightstream. And they've got discount. It's already discounted, but you can get an even bigger discount if you go to lightstream.com slash FFT, L-I-G-H-T. S-T-R-E-A-M dot com, lightstream.com slash F-F-T. So Lightstream offers credit card consolidation loans from 6.14% APR with auto pay. You compare that to the national average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. If you've got credit card debt, please go to lightstream.com slash F-F-T and check out this deal. If you need a loan, $5,000 to $100,000, you can even get your money as soon as the day you apply, and the application is 100% online, and there are no fees. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a great interest rate, so you can save even more with an additional interest rate discount at lightstream.com slash FFT. This is subject to credit approval. Uh, rate includes a 0.5% auto pay percent, uh, 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com. Slash FFT for more information. All right, Jamie, my bad. Hit me with it. So our our picks on the site, uh, straight up picking games. Oh yeah. The last Dave right now is, and I are tied in the country. Third is Pete Prisco. Drink. Fifth <laughs> is John Breach. Seventh is Jared Dubin. The last three champions of this contest: Dave Richard, twenty fifteen. Dave Richard, 2016, and me, 2017. What? That's crazy. Which contest is this? It's just picking, picking games. Picking games straight up. Uh, and who's part of this contest? Uh, people on ESPN, Yahoo, uh, NFL. Nice work. Football Talk, USA Today. I'm not involved. You're not in it, either. you just stink? I, I'm, I'm not in it. He's <laughs> too good that he would win it every year, so they kicked him out. He's like, no spreads. Play. What's the not point? Uh, all right, to the waiver wire. Uh, we got quarterbacks. All right, so let me ask you about these two guys first. They're owned in more than 65% of leagues. Jameis Winston at Dallas, <clears throat> Lamar Jackson at the Chargers. I don't trust Jameis, and I don't like the matchup that much for Lamar Jackson. I think this will be Jackson's worst game of the year, and Jameis won't get you anywhere close to 20 fantasy points. I've got them back-to-back. Um, at 14 and 15, I'd rather start them than Cam Newton. I'd rather start them than Kirk Cousins. So I'll start one, anybody ahead of Cam. One thing I was thinking about Jackson, I know this, this is certainly his toughest matchup. He's had nothing but cake matchups, and he's had 15, 22, 16, 21, and 18 fantasy points in five starts and six point per passing touchdown leagues. Do you think matchup even matters for him? Because he does almost nothing as a passer, you know? But he when he does throw, he does make mistakes, and this is a tough defense for for him to play against. They're going to turn the ball over at least once. Yeah, and they've got a pretty good run defense in general. I mean, it's not as good as it was, but I, I don't want to I don't want to count on him to get a hundred yards on the ground and a touchdown 
and not turn the ball over and find another touchdown through the air when it's a tough spot like this. Okay. Uh, so then, Josh Allen to, to the priorities that are less than 65% on. Josh Allen won at New England. Sam Darnold against Green Bay. These are Jamie's priorities. Nick Foles against Houston. And Derek Carr against Denver. Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Nick Foles, and Derek Carr. Thoughts, guys? Allen should throw 35-plus times against New England. He will also turn the ball over, but we know about his rushing prowess. We know that he uh, he he's very up and down as a passer, but I would say last week against Detroit, he made some incredible throws. He was hitting tight windows, and I think he's, for the purposes of fantasy, will put up some good numbers. He's not going to help Buffalo win the game, but I could see him getting over 300 yards and two touchdowns. Passing? Total. Oh. Yeah, will, will, he, uh, will he be better than Tom Brady? I got Brady ranked higher, but not by a lot. Yeah, I I just don't buy it, and I could be wrong again. I don't think I, – I really feel like he's been a little bit fortunate. I think he was a little fortunate last week, and um, I don't have any interest. The way Dave feels about Lamar Jackson, I feel about Josh Allen. Do you buy Josh Allen and or Lamar Jackson in four-point-per-passing touchdown leagues? Jackson, yes. Because, you know, all the other passing numbers go down. So, sure. And right. Allen, of course, if I'm already calling Allen a top 12 guy this week, then yeah. Right, all right. Oh, right. you got Allen in your top 12 this week? Yeah. I'm 11. Um, Sam Darnold. I mean, it, it, realistically, do you think people are going to be relying on Sam Darnold or Nick Foles or Derek Carr? I, I'm, I know Darnold just had a great game, but he had been a pretty no, bad— No, these are, these are all two QB options. Yeah, he had been a pretty bad fantasy quarterback prior to that. There, or, there's, there's nobody on waivers that— you're starting with any semblance of confidence as a winner one quarterback. But if I'm the guy that has Cam Newton or Kirk Cousins, you're probably not in the playoffs. Or Aaron Rodgers. But, if, but I, I, I would have been if he, Cam had scored 0.84 more points yesterday. And then I'd have to go and try <laughs> and make Josh Allen available in that league? No, it's a 2016 okay. league. Go. No so. one's available. I would have been starting Cam Newton slash Taylor. So Heinz. then, so what are you going to do if, hypothetically? Are you going Darnold or Foles or Carr? I mean, I would put Dar- Darnold at the top of that list. If I can't get Josh Allen, I would go with Nick Mullins. Yeah, let's so against the Bears. Nick Mullins against the Bears. They allow the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. <laughs> They've allowed one touchdown to eight interceptions in their last four games. But they, they got to go- shut out Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, they got to go. They got to go on the road now. Nick Mullins has been better than Aaron Rodgers. He's playing well. Oh, by the way, he was number eleven quarterback this week. Successful bonanza. <laughs> and then you have, <laughs> and then you have Marcus Mariota, um, who's facing Washington and probably won't throw that much. But the Redskins are terrible. Uh, what, would you, would you look at either of those guys, Mariota or Mullins? I wouldn't feel good about either one of them. You should probably start your quarterback, whoever it was you started last week. I think we're talking to the Rogers owner because he may not have Rogers. He or she may not have Rogers. The Cam Newton owner. Camp I don't States. think the Rogers owner made it. You never know, but man. If, but they might have. So you know, I, I think that's something that's worth addressing because w- there are so many bad performers this week that there are probably several upsets that happened in your fantasy. Of week. course. So to 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 the points that you just made, yes, Rogers may have helped you get by because somebody else started Brady or Luck or whoever the case may be. Yeah. So Cam. you may have these guys. You may have Cam Newton. Um, I I know I was the two seed in in one league. Where my team was terrible, the other team I played was terrible, so I ended up still winning by like ten points. But the number one seed was upset by the six seed because they had everybody were just were off. Right. Yeah. All the players that helped <laughs> you get the one seed sucked. Yep. Right. I mean, so you you certainly could have advanced. Um, I mean, I started Mariota at quarterback and advanced last week. So, um, what else we got? Ah, so yes, go, you may you may backs. be turning to find another quarterback. I well, Heath, you have some faith in in Nick Mullins. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's go to the running backs then. Let me give you uh, two guys who are owned in more than 65% of leagues. And you tell me if you'd... Well, I'll, throw, I'll throw three in there just to see if you're willing to start him. Um, Doug Martin is no. one of them. Okay. Uh, Doug Martin is facing Denver. Peyton Barber at Dallas. 
paid Barbara Dallas? Flex. He is the Josh Allen of running backs. I I don't I'm not no. And, Try not to. But he's getting a lot of work. Hey, and he scored he's scoring points. So when you say he's the Josh Allen of running backs, he's been very productive. Right. Enough. He has been. That's what I'm saying. He's been very productive <laughs> and I don't believe it. Right. That's, okay. That's gotcha. Yeah, uh and Jeff Wilson. It, it, would you drop or or hold Jeff Wilson? I think you have to hold him just on the off chance that Matt Breida like gets hurt, gets locked if, into if you're, it's, it's if you're so picking up any of the waiver wire running backs, you could drop Jeff Wilson. That's the only guy you have because a Matt Breida looks like he's going to play. B Are you really trusting Jeff Wilson against the Bears? Do you play into Week 17? You might want to hang on to him just in case. Right, uh, they got the if Rams. Because why would they? Maybe Breida. You know, Breida will probably hurt his ankle again. Oh, that's a guarantee. Yeah, right. So then <laughs> Jeff Wilson might be the guy in week 17. But if you don't play into week 17, I agree with Jamie. I think you just let him go. Uh, am I completely insane to think that the the Niners are going to be decent against the Bears? Like better than the Rams and the Packers? I fully expect them to be better than the Rams and the Packers were against the Bears. <laughs> Nothing else would make sense. I uh, I worship Kyle Shanahan. The guy is absolutely amazing. Uh, all right, so we got Eli McGuire, we got Jamal Williams, Kalen Balaj. Your level of interest in Kalen Balaj against the Jaguars? Man, it's so contingent on which Jaguars team shows up. <laughs> because if it's the Jaguars team that we saw against Tennessee, Kalen Balaj could have a monster game. If it's the Jaguars team that shows up when they've been at home the last two games against the Colts and last week against Washington, their defense played well last week. It's going to yeah. be tough for the Dolphins. I, I would be chartering a bus for early Sunday morning and not letting those guys spend a night in South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you, fly, you just take a flight in early Sunday morning, land, go right to the stadium, play football, and then go home. Who would you rather start? It's been done before. Kalen Balaj or Keith Ford? Balaj. Uh, is everybody else on the Buffalo Bills out? Yes. If Keith Ford is the only running back in Buffalo, I would start him over Belush. Who would you rather start, Kalen Belush or Kenyon Drake? Belush. Belush. You have to buy into Belush there. The, what, these coaches hate Kenyon Drake. What store? What ho- is your favorite hotel in Las Vegas? Win. The oh, Belush. Belagio. Yo. Come on, come on. The win also works. All right, we got John Kelly. If he fills in for Todd Gurley. Uh, would you if if I could told you right now that Todd Gurley were out was out, John Kelly would be where compared to McGuire, Williams, Bellage? Second, uh, third. Yep, I put him ahead of everyone but McGuire and Williams. All right, Alfred against Blue. Arizona, I'm starting him ahead of everybody. Ooh, okay. Ahead of Jamal Williams, ahead of Elijah McGuire. <clears throat> Start that fresh-legged young man. Uh, Alfred Blue. Uh, Philadelphia, again, we expect Lamar Miller to play. Mike Davis in PPR. Uh, Zach Zenner, unfortunately, has the Vikings, but two straight games with a touchdown. We just don't know if he's going to get a lot of work. Kenneth Dixon. Darren Sproles in PPR. Yeah, it's not too too inspiring. Dixon's kind of interesting because this matchup, if the Ravens are trailing, maybe he picks up some extra passes. I, so I he's agree got a with you. little bit more appeal in PPR. I agree with you in theory, but they were down uh, a touchdown in Kansas City, mm. and he had one catch still in that game. Well, they just his first keep game running. back or second? Second game back. The, okay. They have more likely of moving down the field, down seven, yep. running the ball. They're going to be on two scores, I think. Um, this is a little bit of a surprise. Uh-oh. Andy Reid, channeling his inner Pete Carroll, says Kendall Fuller could actually play this week. Hmm. Okay. Uh, just last thing, Wendell Smallwood. He had ten carries, forty-eight yards, and two and two touchdowns. Any interest in him against Houston? He had a great night. Yay! More of a mess for a backfield that's messy. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, are you going to rank him ahead of Josh Adams? No, no. no. Adams still had more carries. It's All a right. tough matchup against Houston. Of course, we said that last week, and Elijah McGuire found the end zone. It is a, it is a tough oh, matchup. They give up touchdowns. They give mm-hmm. up a lot of touchdowns. They've given up seven rushing touchdowns to running backs in their last seven games, but only two running backs have more than like sixty rushing yards all year against them. Barkley and or more than sixty four. Barkley and McCoy. They have a very good run defense. Uh, wide receivers, wide receivers. All right, I'm going to give you three guys who are owned in more than sixty five percent of leagues, and you tell me if you want to start them or add them this week. 
Adam Humphreys at Dallas, Dante Pettis against the Bears, and Kenny Stills against Jacksonville. Pettis is the only one. I, I'm having a hard time quitting Adam Humphreys. Why? He's still getting a bunch of targets, and I don't think Jameis is going to be awful this week. Hmm. Uh, again, it's another it's a, the way to beat Dallas is, is with your slot receiver. Slot. Yeah, right. Yep. Okay. Um, Pettis, yeah, 67% owned. And, and th- there's one thing that the Bears, like you look at their fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, running backs, they're like top one or two, I think. Wide receivers, they're 18th. So when you look at the wide receivers who did well against them, it's been a lot of great players. Pettis isn't quite that, but this is not necessarily an all-out sit for Dante Pettis or a drop, right? No way. Um, if, if you start three receivers, he's a start. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's a, he's a borderline too. start in two receiver leagues. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the other priorities, the ones who are more uh, I will say this. Also look for Tyrell Williams, just in case. I think ah, he's yeah. 79% owned. Right. A lot of people dropped him just in case Keenan Allen's out. What about Mike Williams? How owned is he? Same. He's, 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 he's in the mid-80s. Owned, okay. <clears throat> Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson or Dante Pettis this week? Robbie. Robbie Anderson. Roberto. Jordy Nelson or Dante Pettis this week? Jordy. I, I will take Pettis and non-Jordy and PP. <laughs> yeah. I, I just abbreviated I, PPR. I, I agree with that. Robert Foster, 6% owned. Yeah, you Don't know how him. it is. It's a big play, but he's getting them. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so Robert Foster, Josh Reynolds... Deshaun Hamilton. The nice thing about Foster is last two games, 13 targets. So it's not just like, you know, three, four targets a game like we saw early when he started to break out. Is it four of his last five games? He's gotten you 10 plus fantasy points? Yeah, but some of that's fluky just with yeah, big right, plays. Right, but, but the target going fluky. up is huge. Robbie Anderson's not fluky. He's been fluky. He was fluky. No, yeah. the targets have gone up. Yeah. Right. But it also coincides with Kellen Benjamin being traded or cut. I like Foster the most in non PPR, Deshaun the most in PPR. Uh, Better than Josh Reynolds? Yes. Okay. And how about Antonio Callaway against Cincinnati? He's an interesting sleeper, but I wouldn't want to... He's like in that flex combo. Low-end flex. How about Tim Patrick or Trent Sherfield? Patrick's been getting a lot of targets. When I wouldn't necessarily run away from him against Oakland. Sherfield, I'm heading to the hills. Patrick is my favorite Broncos receiver in non-PPR. Wow. Tight ends. Tight ends, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so tell me if you're starting or sitting these guys. David Njoku against Cincinnati. I'm going to start him. Yeah. Uh, Austin Hooper uh, against... Oh, at Carolina. So Austin Hooper actually is 83% owned. His next two matchups are at Carolina and at Tampa Bay. I know, unfortunately, he's banged up. But at Carolina in the first meeting, five catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. At Tampa Bay in the first meeting, nine catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Hooper? Hooper. Top 10 tight end this week. Uh, yeah, he should have a touchdown last week. I'm, yes, he should I'm going to start him. Okay, Jimmy Graham at the Jets. I'm going to start him. He's outside of my top 12. Yeah, I don't trust him. Vance McDonald at New Orleans. Can't trust him. I'm not going to Tough start. matchup. He's the bottom bun of the crap burger this week. <laughs> oh, you can find a bottomer bun than him. They're not in the crap burger. Oh, I had the chicken fried steaks last night. Uh, Delicious. From, from the Omaha Steaks package, yeah. Interesting meal. It's like chicken on the outside, steak on the inside. It's, You've never had chicken fried steak? I, I guess not. Oh, that's a staple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, Trey Burton at San Francisco. I, I do not want to start him. I don't want to start him either, but w- when I look at those low... When, when I'm looking for a tight end at this point, I want guys that might score a touchdown and play a lot. And Burton does those things. So I've got him in my top 12. I would rather start him than Vance McDonald. Agreed. Yeah. Evan Ingram. I start Herndon over him. I would start Herndon over him. I've got Burton ahead of Herndon. How about Evan Ingram? Ingram way ahead. He is yeah. a top... Six tight end if Odell Beckham was out, and he falls right back into the crap burger if Beckham plays. <laughs> Two straight games with 75 or 77 yards. All right, so the uh, waiver wire guys are Herndon. And again, Green Bay, fourth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. They just haven't faced very good ones. They gave up a touchdown to Burton last week. They were great against George Kittle, I'll say that, but uh, it's unclear. 
Uh, Gerald Everett at Arizona. So Arizona actually second fewest fantasy points allowed to tight ends. They've allowed one touchdown to a tight end since week three. Uh, then there's Ian Thomas against Atlanta. Blake Jarwin, who Blake Jarwin is the guy that like it makes sense that he would be worth looking at, and then he'll get no targets or catches. Yeah, I mean, just look at Cole Beasley doing the foot injury. And Michael Gallup is a rookie receiver going through struggles. They don't have a second option, or I, I guess a third option, behind Cooper and, and Zeke, and he's gotten 14 targets the last two weeks. Right, right. I mean, like I'm probably going to pick him up in the one league where I have just dreadful tight ends, and he's probably going to do nothing. Um, but uh, are you more optimistic about Jarwin? I mean, it's obviously deep leagues, and you're you know crossing your fingers, but I'll say the same thing I said Sunday. Why would you continue to roll out guys like C.J. Uzama and, and – you trusting Vernon Davis at this point, Anthony Ferkser? I mean, these no. guys killed us. Yeah, I just, I guess Ferkser is interesting because, like, last week, Ferkser and Jarwin were, you know, Ferkser was ahead of Jarwin. Um, do you just say, ah, Ferkser has zero targets, Mariota's barely throwing? Or do you say, well, I'm still going to stick with Ferkser and, and Vernon Davis and just kind of toss away last week? You no, know, I'm not going to stick with those guys if I see somebody getting 14 targets in a good matchup. 14 targets over his last two games, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Matt Lacoste, who's at Oakland, and he's 7% owned. He's also coming off a game where he had a season nine targets. Six. Six targets, yeah. And if you go back to uh, the first matchup against the Raiders, Jeff Hireman and Jake Butt combined for nine targets. Okay. Jeremy Sprinkle caught a touchdown. Remember Ooh. <laughs> that was funny on Sunday. That was great. And, of course, somebody sent us the... Uh, I guess it was a GIF, or maybe it's a video of Jeremy Sprinkle scoring a touchdown and then sprinkling with his fingers. Very cool. DSTs, I'm not, I was Dolphins, Browns, Colts, Falcons, Cowboys. Uh, we already talked about it. Who's your favorite DST? Uh, among the streamers? Yeah. Browns. Browns. Dolphins. Okay. Let me see if I can get some emails. It's a little clumsy of a segment. I apologize. But uh, fantasy football at cbsi.com. All these emails are like, hey, thanks. So I'm looking for actual advice emails. How are you guys doing? Great. <laughs> I can't, I, I really, oh, here we go. From Nick. My running backs are Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, Matt Breida, Doug Martin, Kenyon Drake, Peyton Barber, blah, blah, blah. Um, do I take Kalen Balage or Mike Williams to screw over my opponent who is thin at wide receiver? He has got good running backs, but he has only Devontae Adams and Keenan Allen at wide receiver. So would you take Kalen Balage or would you take Mike Williams? Sort of because he's got Keenan Allen to kind of screw up your opponent. Ah, playing hostage. I don't think he's got – he's only got Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, then he has Brita, Doug Martin, Kenyon Drake, and Peyton Barber. So I'm not sure – he but shouldn't you're starting take... most of those guys over Kalen Balage. I'm starting two of them over Kalen Balage. Gordon and Carson. You'd start Brita, Martin, Drake, and Barber over Balage? They're close. So I'd start Brita over him. He, he, might, he might make that choice. I don't know anything about this person that we're talking Look, if, about. Look, if Keenan Allen's out, Mike Williams is a must-start. Right. So I, I would take Mike Williams. for Williams first. I would just only make sure if you're trying to keep him from starting a wide receiver, I would pick up Robbie Anderson before I picked up Mike Williams. Yes. I, honestly, most of the emails we have are like telling us about craziness last night. How about this one? We'll finish with this. I got stat of the day for you. Had, how to win a standard league with 73 points. All right, go ahead, Jamie. No, no, finish your email. Uh, I made the finals in my 12-team standard scoring league. When Will Lutz got his second field goal last night early in the second quarter, our other low-scoring semifinal matchup looked done and dusted. I don't really want to read this anymore. Yeah, I, I'll just uh, t- take over for him because I won a standard league with 72 points last night, okay. and I want to apologize uh, to Brent Snyder. Uh, he was 11-2 and two this year. He was the number one seed, and he started Drew Brees and Lamar Miller and Eric Ebron along with Michael Thomas, and Todd Gurley was not enough. He's it's, a, it's amazing some of the teams that lost. Like, well, you yeah. know, Obviously, we talked about Will Brinson's undefeated team. And he had Barkley, Gurley, Thielen. Oh, oh my gosh. Brandon Cooks. Amazing. <laughs> Mahomes. Well, I mean, this team Mahomes. that I, I won with was 
my number one scoring player this week was Gus Edwards. My number two scoring play was the Vikings defense. Yeah. Nobody else scored double digits on my team. There, there are several leagues that were won by Kaimi Fairbairn alone. Yeah. Guys, he I have to quarterbacks, tell you. running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a monster. I have to tell you what happened in the podcast league. I just seeing this. We had a tie. We had a tie. OMG. Juji What's your tiebreaker? Yeah, yeah I wonder who I'm playing. Juji Fruits. Juji Fruit Smith Schuster is going to advance over Joe Russo because what? he was the higher seed. Is that what the rules? In the yes, league say? that is it. So I'm playing Juji G- G- Fruits. You're in the finals, Heath. All right, way to go! Yeah. Congratulations. All Thanks. right, Heath. I think I may have had Kimi Fairbear in that league. Um, you ready for Justin Saturday? Tucker. Yeah, go ahead. We'll finish off with this. Okay, according to Entertainment Weekly, favorite <laughs> Christmas movies. Stop. Thank you, everybody. No, 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 no. You'll be happy about it. Hold this. on. It's not nice to interrupt somebody when they're giving an important. You'll be happy about it. All right, Jamie, continue. You ready? Mm-hmm. Number one, Love Actually. Number two, Christmas Story. Number three, Elf. Number four, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Number five, National Lampoon's Christmas that, Vacation. That should be number one, but okay. And number six, but first among men, <laughs> is Yippee Kaye, gotta go back. <laughs>